When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I made a real uh, Instagram, the new feature that's like, you, you, I made I'm one familiar. of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I made one of those with Drogan sticking his head out the window because he loves doing that. Mm-hmm. And the first few days it did okay. But then while we were on the trip, I was going in and out of signal and I kept getting these notifications like, oh, your your real gap feature, your real gap feature. And it got over like over a million views and Holy so sh- many comments. And I was like, oh, like that's crazy. the pursuit of happiness podcast i am your host ryan mcguire it's a podcast where i get to talk with people from all over the world who have a story to share and knowledge in areas we can learn from and apply it to our lives to help make us better and happier people in this episode i am proud to have sat down with melissa verhelst she is the owner of drogon and stannis they are quite the celebrity dogs. Um, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I've done a few episodes on dogs as I feel dogs and pets in general play a huge role in our happiness. Uh, I know they do for me on a daily basis and they do for a lot of you listeners. Um, I stumbled upon her Instagram account with her dogs Um at Drogon the Amazing. So look that up. As you listen to this, look it up. It's it's pretty cool. She's been to some amazing places with her two dogs. And not only that, she's great at photography. We dive into that. Uh, I also ask her, how in the world does your Instagram account have 23,000 followers? We go over how she manages her social media. And obviously the meat of this podcast is talking to her about how to travel with your dogs, what to consider, how to prepare, uh, how they plan on where they're going. We talk about some of the adventures they've been on. It's also super helpful for anybody who either has a dog or is looking to get a dog. We go over uh, brand choices, you know, what she prefers for leashes and collars. Um, hotels that we can stay at with our pets. There's a lot of really good information in this podcast if you're a dog owner or looking to be a dog owner. And she also answers the question I've always wanted to know. When I see photos on Instagram of people with their dogs that just don't have a leash or a collar and they're sitting there, that's not something I can relate to uh, with my dogs. So I asked her, how in the world did you train your dogs to sit there for photos? And we we talk about that. She goes over that and gives you uh, tips and tricks on how to do that. Something that I need to be better at to get photos that look somewhat like hers. As I plan on traveling with my dog and I'm getting a, a puppy in a few weeks, I would love to take trips with them and some big adventures and excursions. 
So I'm going to take a lot of this information that Melissa told me throughout this episode and bring that with me through all my trips. Like I said, there's a lot of helpful information in here. And for any of you pet owners, I know you'll be able to take something from this episode. So let's get going with my conversation with Melissa. On this episode, I am super excited, very pumped to welcome Melissa Verhelst. Um, So Melissa, you are the one on this podcast I invited you on, but let's be real. The real stars of this podcast are Drogon and Stannis. And we are not talking Game of Thrones, but clearly you are a Game of Thrones fan. Am I right? Yes, I am. (laughs) I want to talk about those names in a minute. But I found your account, like many, many, many others um, on on, uh, Instagram, social media, and your photos of you traveling and traveling with your dogs are incredible. I usually wait to the end of the podcast to, you know, let you pub your social media site, but I want, I want, I want listeners to hit pause, go to Instagram and check out at Drogon the amazing and just take a scroll. And then you can listen to the podcast as, as you're scrolling and you could see why I was drawn to your account. Um, it's the fact that you've been to places I've either been and loved or want to go you have a husky, um, which is obviously near and dear to me. Uh, Stannis is a pretty cool dog too. I'll give him that. Uh, you live in the Northwest, which is a place that I love. Um, so I'm super interested to hear about you and your lifestyle and the travels with your dogs, how you do it. There's going to be a lot of detailed information out there that I'm going to take from this. I'm sure a lot of listeners will take from this. So first and foremost, thank you for joining me on this, on this episode. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. This is going to be a really fun and casual conversation. Super excited. Uh, so first and foremost, you told me Drogon and Stannis just ate. They're hanging out. These two are celebrities. Um, <laughs> how, okay, let's go over the names real quick. So of all the thousand names on Game of Thrones, how did you choose those two? Uh... For Drogon, uh, we actually weren't going to name him that. We, when we went and picked him up, we, my husband had the name Loki picked up. Mm. And we were just like, yeah. And then when we got him, we're like, he doesn't look like Loki. And then we kind of started throwing names. And then we were very into Game of Thrones. We still are. I mean, even though the series is over, but we still are. And then I was like, what about Drogon? And then he was like, yeah, that looks like a good name. Yeah. And then he, that's what he became. I like that. No, that's awesome. Yeah, Drogon. Yeah. He was the he was the dragon that lived, right? I think. Yep, he was <laughs> so, the one that lived. He was a good right. one. <laughs> yes, he was awesome. That's, I love the name. And Stannis, I like the name too. How'd you choose him? Stannis, we we actually we wanted something Game of Thrones related. Of course, we didn't mm-hmm. want uh, everybody told us name him like the the other dragon. And we're like, no, we don't really like that one. We went through different names. And then we always liked the name Stannis. Mm. Ever since we started watching the show, not so much of the character. There's really nothing specific to the character, but we liked the name Stannis. Okay. And then when we were like talking about, we made an appointment to go look at, his name was Dodge at, at the shelter. We mm. went and I was like, oh, okay. and then we're like, what about Stannis? And it kind of just stuck. And then we looked at him. I was like, yeah, he looked like a Stannis. And then That's we awesome. kind of put the dog's picture and Stannis's picture of the character. I was like, yep, they look alike. 
But the so funny, the funny thing is, though, is looking at your dog's photos. Like I said, people listeners, look at the dog's photos. You have two White Walkers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really yeah. do. Just look at their I eyes; do. they're White Walkers, and I'm very familiar with that. Um, out of curiosity, being a husky owner and lover myself, how did you choose the breed, and how did you choose to get a male? Was there anything behind that? Those, um, yeah. So I actually, I grew up. Um, I had. I grew up with dogs and then I had two huskies as when I was younger. Uh, they were just like backyard dogs. We, um, we, we used to feed them, but we never took them on a walk or anything, you know, growing up, didn't know much about dogs, but I always had a thing for huskies. And then when I, as an adult, I always wanted a dog and uh, we lived in an apartment, so we couldn't have a big dog. One of the times I finally broke my husband to say yes to a dog. And he's like, okay, let's go look at dogs. And we were looking, I thought we were going to get a small white dog one that doesn't do anything and then my husband was like if we're gonna get a dog we're gonna get a dog that you want because if not you're gonna get another one after awesome 100 percent. and awesome. we ended up i was like okay i want a husky and that's what we got and then even though i knew huskies i grew up with them i didn't know how much time and attention they needed how mm. much um activity they needed but here we are five years later <laughs> I could have told you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, they need a lot. And I, I think, yeah, I told you um, offline that I'm getting a puppy in a few weeks. So my, I think I'm already not sleeping very well from the events that happened a few weeks ago with my dog, Coda. Um, and now having a puppy in the house, I'm really not going to be sleeping whatsoever. <laughs> so um, it'll be lots of long walks in the middle of the night and yeah. it'll, be, it'll be interesting, but it's going to be so fun. So I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. And one of the reasons I wanted to interview you is having Raven, uh, my other Husky who is three and bringing another dog into the house was going to be a young energetic puppy. I'm seeing a lot of travels in my future with my dogs. So I want to know, a lot of ins and outs and how you do this, how you choose places and whatnot. Um, first and foremost, you are in the Pacific Northwest. You are located in Oregon. So for anybody who's looking at, at your Instagram account, I want them to kind of know like where your base is, where you guys are coming from. Um, so you guys are located in Oregon, which is a, a beautiful part of the country. So you have that to your advantage. That's for sure. Um, how often do you travel around just Oregon? Uh, we try to do hikes. Um, about once a week. It does. They don't happen every week, of course, because life. Um, mm -hmm. but definitely about once a week, and then probably once a month we we take like longer trips. Maybe we'll go up to Washington, or we go to like Southern um, Oregon, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Okay, so let's kind of start at the beginning here. So I'm looking at your account. It's got about twenty three thousand followers and growing all the time. And I get it. I see why. It's awesome. Um. So you got your Husky, Drogon. When did you start thinking, okay, let's make an Instagram account and then let's start traveling? Like, how did that happen? So we definitely, everything got inspired by Drogon. Um, when we first got him, like I said, uh, we knew we wanted a dog, but we, um, I'm going to be honest with you, we weren't, we didn't do our research. We <laughs> weren't ready to, we were ready to have a dog and we weren't ready to have the type of dog that we got, which is Drogan. We lived in the apartment. Um, we, I was going to school full-time, working full-time. My husband was going to work full-time. So we didn't have much time. Uh, when we got in, we knew it was a lifetime commitment. Uh, 
so like we need to do what it takes for us to for him not to destroy things in the apartment because then we're gonna have to pay but then we wanted us to be happy you know like we had this dog that we needed to take care of and it was hard at the beginning he was so hard to potty train mm. so hard mm. so yeah watch out for that when you get your puppy <laughs> oh, yeah. he was so hard and so oh, yeah. we started um as soon as he turned of age uh, we started walking him around and they were like, we started hiking. We used to, my husband and I used to hike before we got dogs, but it was just more for exercise more than for fun. Uh, when we got drove and we were like, okay, we should like go for a hike. And there was this very common hike that we used to do where we used to live. And um, we took him for, and we saw that he, we took him for a hike and we saw that he really liked it. He really enjoyed it. And then I just started posting pictures on my Instagram and on my Facebook, my personal ones. And then, I was like, everything was about the dog at that point. So I think my husband brought up the idea. No, actually, I think we were, we went to, we were getting coffee. Um, and then Drogon was, his head was on the window. And then the girl at the coffee shop, she was like, oh my God, there's this dog that has an Instagram and it looks just like your dog. It's a husky. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and then we looked at, we looked it up and it was like this dog that had, um, over a thousand followers and I was like oh my god that's that's amazing like how does that even happen and then my husband was like you should make one for drogan I mean, you have all these pictures yeah and then I was like yeah I should do it you know and then kind of forgot about it and then later on I was like like probably weeks later I was like you know what I'm gonna do it so I just started posting pictures that I had on my phone and that's how it started and then kind of discovered the dog community that it was I don't think I don't think it was as big as it is now but it was there was definitely a good amount of like dog accounts and every time I would tell somebody, I was like, you have an Instagram for your dog? Okay. <laughs> I do too, but I'll then, be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone does at this point now. Um, and then it, that's how I like, I think what inspires to get out even more and start traveling was Instagram because you'll see all this other account traveling. I was like, oh, I would like to go there. And then that looks fun. And then I just started looking at hikes and then... I met people through Instagram and then we started like hiking together and it just got into, we used, we started just going locally and then we started driving a little bit farther every time. And then on my days off, I would look forward to have the day off and then drive somewhere to take the dog hiking. And at some point at, at the beginning, it was just all pictures like with my phone and that was fun. And then Instagram also got me into photography. We could talk about that later too. And oh, yeah, it's for just, sure. it yeah. was really, I think what, inspire the traveling life uh, if you say it, i mean i still work and do all that but it's drogan and instagram that's what got us into all that mm. so out of curiosity i'm i started um my dog's instagram account just to plug it really because i had never plugged it before so it's code underscore raven underscore siberian husky um and soon to be nova that's my gonna be my new puppy i started that three years ago when i got raven and I was like, you know, I'm going to do this personally for me. I'm going to post pictures so I can scroll back and see the timeline of her life. Mm -hmm. I, and I love it. And I maybe have five, 600 followers, whatever. It's fine. How in the world do you have 23,000 followers? <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> so really, it just, um, I, I believe pictures had a lot to do, like just tagging in your, in your pictures. Like at the beginning too, just me having... I think when I hit a hundred followers, I was like, wow, I have yeah. so many followers and that was so cool. And then, um, I think interacting with other people helps a lot. Just mm -hmm. like interacting with our accounts. I think what kind of put us like 
got us followers. Um, we went, we, I had, I posted a picture of a, a drogan in a tent and then I, t- I tagged REI because it was an REI tent and oh. then they featured it. And then that got us over 10,000. And then there was, um, there was another photo that also got featured in on one of the biggest, like camping with dogs, I believe. And that got featured there. So really just like, I mean, I had the account for five, five years now and we have 23K, something like that. I know people that have their accounts for way less time than I do and they have way more followers than I do. So I think it just takes that one picture that goes viral and then it goes from there. Not too long ago, actually, while we were on a road trip, I made a real uh, Instagram, the new feature that's like, you know, I made one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I made one of those with Drogan sticking his head out the window because he loves doing that. Mm. And the first few days, it did okay. But then while we were on the trip, I was going in and out of signal, and I kept getting these notifications like, "Oh, your your real gap feature, your real gap feature," and it got over like over a million views and so many comments. And I was like, "Oh, like that's crazy." Wow. Like, I don't I don't even know how it got featured, but it got featured by Instagram on the real page. Wow. And, yeah, so that got us over the 20k, I believe. Yeah, so that got yeah. So it's really just I want to say it's really luck. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if you have like a method to the madness, like if you have any like tips and tricks. I mean, we'll get to the dog stuff in just a moment, but I found you on Instagram, so I was curious to know if like you have a method to what you're doing, or if it's just like all organic and you know you just get a little lucky. I, yeah, I mean. I will say it's luck and organic. I post, I it, I will say we used to post a lot more often. And now I kind of like post one picture and then like I'm, a, I'm get busy at work and I have this picture in my mind that I want to post and I actually never get to it or I can't think of a caption. I think captions is the hardest thing for me. Mm-hmm. I, I really can't think of a caption for a photo. So sometimes I just don't post a photo because I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's kind of start where it's okay. So you started in Oregon, you kind of, and then kind of branched out. Um, what's the furthest you've gone so far? Well, actually we started in California. Okay. Yeah. We were still living in California when we, when we got Drogan and, um, we started just around local hikes and and where we used to live. We kind of live in the LA area. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did local hikes and then we will travel for like about 40 to an hour. And then we went out farther to like maybe an hour and a half to two hours. And then we just kind of started like going farther and farther every time. Um, I think um, we will drive three hours to take Drogan um, to the snow sometimes because awesome. we wanted him to, to experience the snow. And then in California, I guess, it, especially where we used to live, it was during summer, it was like over 100 degrees almost every day. Yeah. So having a husky is very hard. Uh, so during winter times we would tr- drive a long time so just so he could play in the snow and then we could see him because it just like our world just revolved about, around around him at that point. Mm. Um, after that, we, when we moved to Oregon, then we started going like farther, farther away. I know I asked you like what's the what's the furthest. Let's hold on to that for a second. Um, okay. So Stannis, we we've given Drogon a lot of love. So Stannis, I, he's newer to the pack, right? He is new to the pack. He is nine months old. We got him. He's a quarantine puppy. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good call. Yeah. And he's actually a husky mix. He's about 48% husky. Oh, yeah. And mixed with what? Uh, with pit bull. 
Okay. I could, I could tell. Yeah. yeah. And the eyes definitely show Husky. Yeah. yeah. He's a good looking dog too. Yeah. We, um, I mean, he's so new and he, I think drove when it was slowly, we got him into being an adventure dog, what you would call an adventure dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drogan just got, I mean, Stan just got thrown into it because I think his very first road trip was when he was about five months, I believe. Okay. Um, so you also work too. So you guys travel a lot, but you also work. So I want to give people like a little insight. I like, you know, we all see these Instagram accounts of beautiful pictures and traveling and stuff. And people want to know, like, do they even work? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and yes, you do. You've told me, yes, you do. You work a lot. So um, yeah, yeah. go ahead and go into that if, if you could for just a bit. Yeah, I do work. I work a full-time job. I'm currently working from home, but I work a full-time job at an uh, architecture firm in Portland. I work in the IT department. So yes, I do work a nine-to-five job. Um, uh, my husband works full-time too. So when we usually just travel whenever we have time, my husband days off like shift throughout his, throughout, throughout, he has different days off every week. Mm-hmm. So we, a lot of times when it's like a long distance, I don't really like going by myself. So I, I wait for us to have like two days off together so we can go together. If it's a short hike, uh, I'll just do it by myself, but just, we just really travel or go out hiking whenever we have the time because even sometimes we have weekends off together but we have other stuff that we need to do we have like responsibilities like any other adult we have to go grocery shopping we have to like do all this stuff Mm -hmm. uh or or there are times that we have a whole weekend together and it's like we just just stay home you know just just relax yeah traveling is tiring especially when you're driving so many places Um, yeah and mm -hmm. So it sounds like you pretty much just take advantage of the time that you do have and make the yes. most of it. Yes, we do take advantage of the time we have uh, off together. Um, my husband, actually, we have to plan our long vacations or like, or we took a, two, a two-week road trip not so long ago and we had to plan that road trip like a year in advance because my husband has to bid in for his vacations a year in advance. Wow. So last year around this time we already knew that we were going to go on a two-week road trip and like this past september okay so, so it's, you need to plan ahead for him i was gonna i thought you were gonna say because of the dogs you needed like get all these places and stuff that you needed to stay with no, dog friendly or something no we actually we knew we were going to take a road trip and we kind of had an idea of where we we're going to go but like the actual planning of where we were going all the hikes we were doing and all that stuff it didn't happen until probably the month before we left Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot of things that you got to, I don't know if you want to talk about this later, but there's a lot of things you got to take into consideration where you're traveling with a dog. Especially. Let's go. Let's go for it. We're already starting to hit up your trips. So let's talk about that. What do you take into consideration when you're looking into planning these trips? The, the main thing that I do that I, that's, I think that's like my top, um, my top priority is weather. Mm-hmm. Traveling with a dog when it's hot, it's just pretty much impossible because especially like with our, our husky um just hiking in a 85 degree weather is not enjoyable for him yeah you know and even mm-hmm. for me i i don't really like the heat um you know so it so we whenever we plan trips and stuff like that it has to be either planning early in the year or like later in the year when the weather starts like calming down we also we also have to make sure that wherever we want to go, because we'll see all we see all these pictures on Instagram or anywhere that you see, and then 
you see people there, but you have to make sure that they're, it's dog friendly because not a lot, like a lot of national parks are not dog friendly. Mm-hmm. A lot of state parks are dog friendly too. Actually, no, I'll take that back. A lot of state parks are dog friendly. There's some that are not. Okay. Um, we just have to, like, we have to find hotels. We have to find, um, and if they're dog friendly, what's the pet fee? Now that, now that we have two dogs, it's probably, it's, it's double the pet fee. Um, a lot of the times we tend to travel with other friends and then oh, sometimes we just share a room, but now it's too many dogs to have share a room because some, a lot of times it's just two dogs. So it just, we take on the decision, the weather, that's my main thing. Um, uh, where are we going? I mean, if it's going to be too snowy or it's going to be too icy, we also like, we don't really like driving through that because it's also not going to be enjoyable for us. Mm-hmm. So it, it has to be like a balance in, in the weather. That's why we picked fall for our last road trip um we also need like for stannis we had it was stannis he was he's still i mean he's still a puppy uh he was about seven months when we left on a road trip for two weeks we needed to he 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 gets car sick so we needed to make sure that some of our hikes were in on very windy roads because he was just gonna get sick he he hasn't done in a while but he used to throw up in the car so we needed to make sure of that and he gets cold very easily so we needed to like it's or dogs are totally different. Yeah, like he I see gets that. cold so easily, so we need to like get sweaters for him and all that stuff. And then it was um I I don't want to say it was hard traveling with a puppy, but it was definitely a learning experience because like I I know Drogan, he's he's a really good dog and I can leave him alone at a hotel and he won't do anything. I can do that with Stannis because mm-hmm. he's still even though he hasn't had an accident in a while for potty training. I don't know that he will hold it, you know? So it, there's just things like that, traveling with a puppy. It was definitely a learning experience. Or just, um, he still can't hike too long because he's still developing. And so we have to keep our, our, our hikes short. Okay. And then um, just, we also, when we plan traveling, we try not to drive a lot. And if we do driving, we try to do the driving at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day just so they're tired, you know, mm-hmm. so we do something in the middle and then they're tired. So just so they're not in the car the whole time. So they're not like bored. And we try to make stops so they can go out and do their business, um, plan their food. That's another thing for me. They're both raw fed. So, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So like I had some food with me, but it was, of course it wasn't going to last for two weeks. So I needed to like make sure um, I got some dehydrated food and then we had to make stops throughout the whole trip to pick up some of their raw food that was that so we could keep it frozen um so there is a lot of planning involved for um but it's not that hard i mean for a two-week road trip we had a lot of planning to do it the good thing i had a friend with me that she's very organized so she helped a lot uh we have my husband and i have taken road trips but we just are driving mm-hmm. uh we we had places that we wanted to see but we didn't have like um a time that we wanted to be at mm-hmm. so if we got there fine if we didn't get there fine too but um when you include more people in the road trip there's definitely more planning that needs to be done oh for sure yeah planning for a dog is it's difficult yeah you have to take a lot into consideration and yeah when you are gone for that long with like all the food and portions and stuff like that especially when they're burning so many calories too that's uh, yeah that's a big we, one. I, I took a picture of them actually before we left on the road trip with all the gear that I brought with me. You can probably find it on the Instagram. And it's like a shot from like a high shot from like above. And it has all their food, like all like 
it it has also um like what we use so like all their training treats all their colors like I, i'm a big i might be obsessed with dog colors so these dogs have like twenty thousand colors um so i like everything is it if in the picture on instagram everything, everything is listed and it has the name and what it is and stuff like that like doggy boots cool invest um sweaters leashes treats um their dog bowls because drogon uses a regular dog bowl but stannis uses out slow peter because he eats too fast <laughs> so two different dog bowls you know so it's just funny how much um we needed to bring for them i get all of this i i completely understand everything you're saying there's probably dog owners out there or <laughs> or puppy owners or people planning on getting a dog, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> all the work you got to put into this is for yeah, real. Yeah, I mean, you, de- you definitely don't need the 20,000 colors and the 20 different treats and all that stuff. That's probably a little bit extra, but yeah, I mean, there's things that you need. Mm-hmm. I'm curious that you said hotels. Is there a hotel chain or chains that you guys like recommend or you always like hit up when you see it? Yeah, we do. I really like La Quinta. Like in okay. Bain, that mm-hmm. they're pet friendly. Um, motel, motel eight, motel eight, motel six. I'm not sure. I remember. Yeah, I think it's motel eight. Okay. Uh, they're they're pet friendly too, and they're stay, the dogs stay for free. Um, and then those are the or two go to that we um usually try to look for. But there's usually we find we have found that there's usually uh like a little local hotel that is also pet friendly. Okay. We, we there was another super eight i believe it's called okay. Super eight there's that's another one that's uh pet friendly but we we also look for airbnbs mm. if it's just my husband and i we try to look for like pet friendly airbnbs especially if we're going to be at one place for like more than two nights we feel like an airbnb might be a little bit more comfortable yeah when i've traveled with my dogs to a few of like the cities or towns around me i tend to look for the airbnbs because it's just more like a house more place to walk mm-hmm. around and yeah they probably feel a little more comfortable there but um having a hotel in your back pocket or a place you need if you need to stay and stop somewhere real quick or something like that that's really good to know yeah um, we also did a lot for actually for our two-week road trip we slept a lot in the car oh yeah yeah we we did some camping and we slept in the car just because we wanted to like keep the trip somewhat cheap you know and then mm-hmm. um hotels are one of the most expensive ones mm-hmm. we probably slept in the car uh when i say about eight nights oh, out wow. of the okay. 14 days that we were out um and that was we kind of have a system now i mean it's my husband is six four like six five six four wow, wow. yeah <laughs> and we have two dogs and myself and we have a jeep cherokee but we kind of just have a system of like how we're gonna lay the seats in the back we're going to put blankets here we actually know where each dog is going to sleep that works for us um but i mean that saved us a lot of money and camping it's like something that we really enjoy too Mm. so a lot of the times we decided to sleep in the car rather than in a tent just because we were really just going to sleep there so we got to the uh, to the campsite very late and we were going to leave very early. So there was no point for us to set up a tent. Like mm-hmm. it was going to take too much time. It was just easier for us to lay the, the seats back flat and then sleep there. Um, 
one of the times we uh, whenever we slept in the car it was at a campsite but one of the nights we didn't have a campsite and we didn't want to get a hotel so we slept at a truck stop <laughs> and the dogs are good sleeping in the car like that yeah they're awesome. they're fine yeah they're they're good like we have this system where Stannis sleeps between my husband and I and drug asleep by the feet and it was great it was one of the times I got kind of hot so we actually have a fan pointing at Drogan so because he gets very hot so then that keep the air flowing and stuff like that we have this little like nets that you put over the windows okay so um you'll let the air flow through but then you could put you can have the windows down we also have the sunroof open for the air to flow okay yeah see like things like the nets and stuff is there anything like any other like tips or tricks you can recommend to people be like Hey, I, you might not ever think of this, but this is a good thing to bring. Is there anything that you've learned? For sleeping in the car or for uh, just in general? Yeah, sleeping in the car in general, just, just for a long road trip with your dogs. Is there anything you're uh, like, oh, that was handy? Yeah, I mean, we usually also bring long leashes for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Like if they can be, like, let's say we're setting up the tent and then they can be off leash at the campsite, we just put them on long leashes and they can still walk around, but they're not like attached to like at six feet or five feet length uh, us. The nets for the windows, that was so helpful. That, that really helps a lot. Um, we, um, the way we packed our car, we try to leave everything that we need. Because we have a, like a, those, um, like a, we have a rack on top of the car and then we have those boxes. Mm-hmm. So everything that we're not going to need all the time, it goes up there. And then everything that's like we need all the time. So like all the dog food, the doctors and all this, pretty much all the dog stuff, we leave it down um so we can get to it easily we have we i probably had like five or six collars just everywhere in the car (laughs) just so i can grab them because i take their i take the collars off when we put them in the car this is this is just really personal and a lot of people don't like doing that but i personally take their collars off when we're in the car because drogans like to stick his head out the window and the tag just like dangles around and it Mm -hmm. hits the window Mm -hmm. so we're just like it's just it's just going to break the window one of those times. And, <laughs> and so I take the collars off. Um, but I also put bags everywhere mm. because you never know when they're going to do yeah. their stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that will be like my main, like make sure you have poop bags that mm-hmm. you need to pick up after your dog. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, you have treats just in case anything happens. You know, I always have extra food. Because, like you said, they're burning so many so many calories. So they, we need to like make sure they're eating good water for sure. Water. I always have one of those foldable bowls that um, you can carry. You can you can make flat, and then you can put it wherever, and then you can extend them to be a um, that. And then, I yeah, I their harnesses. You, yeah, I was gonna say, do you have a favorite? Like now's the time to to say a, br- a brand name i guess <laughs> do you have a favorite like brand for collars and harnesses that you can get for your dogs yeah so we both of our dogs have a rough wear harness uh same I, here I, I, same here familiar with them yeah yep. i yep. love those harnesses Jordan has had his harness since he was probably probably less than a year and then he still fits and it's still i mean it's still it's a little beat up because it's like five years old hardness of mm. course it's gonna be beat up well alas um, that just shows you it lasts a long time yeah and then we got stances his harness right before the trip because i knew i was gonna need it and it's a rougher i i i love hard rougher harnesses like i think 
I've had other harnesses from other shops, like from PetSmart and stuff like that. And, and it just, they just haven't worked for us. I'm not going to say that they don't work, you know, they just haven't worked for us. Yeah. Um, I'll tag, I'll give, I'll give Ruffer a little tag to this. We'll see if it gets you another 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see Thank if, <laughs> I'll see if my powers can do that for you. Yeah. And then for callers, we just have, um, there's this brand, uh, there's a shop on Instagram. It's called Hello Sheep. And that's like, or go to, and they're just like, I want to say they're more like, um, they're more like, they're like fabric or like pendental colors, you know, like Mm -hmm. something that really you're going to do buy that for your dog. Like, yeah, I'm going to buy that for my dog. (laughs) More more fashion. Yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. So that's our go-to. And then she makes really good colors. Um, but we also have, um, regular like i actually don't use buckle collars in german because he slips out of them he mm. knows how to work it and he will like pull back and be like bye yep and yeah but so that's how um that's how we start that's how i started looking into different colors and then i found her and then her shop is amazing i i love her colors they're they're very nice so that's our i think rough words are are like harnesses um, and then I actually use, uh, I have different leashes from different shops on Instagram, and, but I like the biothane leashes okay. are, they're kind of like plasticky because it's raining so much up here that, or like, or like fabric leashes were getting wet and then they will like smell because mm. they would just smell like, so those, uh, biothane leashes are great for like the rain or just like, even like sometimes I let the, the leash go when we're hiking and he drags it around. And it's all muddy and stuff. And it's just so easy to clean. I will post a link to this in the show notes. Um, everything you're saying right now. So people can who are listening can just go to the post of uh, this podcast and scroll down. And you'll be able to click and to get exactly what you're saying. Um, I can vouch for rough wear personally. Both of my Huskies have had rough wear um, for a couple of years now. Huge fan. Looks cool too. And it works great. Yeah, it works great. Yeah, I really love that both of our the the harnesses they have a handle, so that like if we're like going over rocks or whatever hike we're doing, and sometimes it's a little bit too technical, and we just can just pick them up easy, and there you go. Yeah, Coda's uh, had a handle as well. With her being, I got it when she was, I believe, thirteen years old, and so like her getting out of the car, like I would be easier. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'd help lift her out a little bit, so not all the weight was just go right into her, you know, hips and legs and everything. So yeah, the handles come into play a few times. Um, yeah. what, about, what about treats? Is there any treats that you constantly buy or would recommend for any dog owners? Treats? Um, I don't have like a go-to brand for to say, but I do like to stick to like single ingredients treats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm very picky of what I give to my dogs. Okay. Some some might call me crazy. No, that's why that's why I'm asking. (laughs) Yeah, I I like I said they're both profit. Uh, so like we have, I'm not gonna say a very strict diet, but like I do like to give them specific things. So I try to stick to single ingredients treats. Brands that I know have great treats is like small batches. Um, that's the food that we give them. Um, what else? Um, I can't think of anything right now. Um. Yeah, we usually go to um, Honest Kitchen has really good treats too. Mm. Uh, we usually go to our pet store, like our local pet store here in Portland where we buy their food. And then we just, I just, they have so many treats and I try to stick to the ones that have a single 
ingredients just to, I don't know, just to keep them healthy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Health is everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to go back real quick to when you said Stannis would get sick in the car. What do you do for that? We actually, he, he hasn't gotten sick in a while. We, um, we just started. So we, and this might be the wrong, the wrong way to do it. So, um, you know, people don't take this. Don't quote me on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just kept taking him in the car. We just kept putting, I mean, we used to like go in the car almost every other day with him. And then he, he still gets kind of, he doesn't get sick, but you could see that he still gets nervous when mm -hmm. he goes in the car but he hasn't thrown up in a while. And then when we just started driving a little bit slower, of course, because a lot of his sickness might've been our driving. Um, we started taking turns slower. And then we also noticed that him, like if we had the windows down and if he puts his head out, we also noticed that he, that actually helps. Mm. I, maybe he just needed fresh air or he will get sick. Um, a lot of the, like I, I posted one time on Instagram and I was like, hey, asking for tips and helps from other people. And a lot of people said that they actually, their puppy got car sick. So it might've been just like a puppy thing too. I don't know. I mean, he's still growing, but he hasn't, um, like I say, when, when we put him in the car, he still gets kind of like, like you could tell that he's nervous, but he gets mm. over it. Uh, before he would like, something he will even pull back from the car. Mm. so he wouldn't even want to go in the car and we also stopped feeding him right before we go in the car because i think that that also didn't help so we like if we know we're going to make a long a long road trip or like a long drive or it's going to be a windy road we won't feed him until either we get to the place or until we get back that makes a lot of sense it's given me yeah. like deja vu to when <laughs> i got when i got raven three years ago um coda was always amazing in the car that was never an issue but raven I took a trip to Charleston, South Carolina, and then a few weeks later, I took a trip to upstate New York, and she threw up both times. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, oh my God, please don't be like this forever. She's hasn't thrown up since, but she gets anxious. Um, she stands the entire time. Um, oh. So like a 10-hour trip, she'll be standing in the backseat. So it's just like, just relax. Just later, you're not doing nothing. Just relax. Yeah. And she just, she's standing the whole time. So I, Another I, I, thing that we tried know. also, we also try CBD treats. Um, yeah, that's a good point. We, yeah, we tried, um, we drove like probably like Hoda, he was amazing in the car. We never had any issues. He would jump in the car, jump out the car. Um, he does beg to put his head out the window. So that's kind of annoying because he will put it out for like five minutes and then he'll put it inside. So that we get cold, we put the windows up and then he'll stand by the window again. He's like, hey, let, let me out again. So it's kind <laughs> yeah. of annoying, but we kind of have a system now. We already know when he wants his head out and stuff like that. He will put his head out even if it's raining. He doesn't care. Yep. Um, but um, he started, I think now that drone is getting old, this, we started noticing that he just had a kind of like a harder time or like a difficult settling down too. Like he would just kind of be like from one window to another window and it was just getting like, a, so we, we gave him, if it's a long trip, I give both of them like a, just like a safety treat just so they can relax and mm -hmm. they're not like all anxious to see where we're going or whatever it is. But um, yeah, I, I think that's a good recommendation. If, um, I mean, of course it's not, there's not like a sickness or anything like that. If it's just getting them car sick, yeah. I think CBD treats help. hundred percent. Yeah, you hear really a lot of good things. I was doing that for Coda for a while too here later in her life um, just to get her to relax and sleep well. Yeah. At night. Just to, you know, sleep, sleep is huge for yeah. dogs too. 
Uh, I'm curious, have, have you flown with your dogs or are you considering, would you consider that? Are you considering that? No, we have never flown with the dogs and I don't think I will ever do it unless I could bring it with me in the cabin. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I will pay for their seats and everything. If, you know, I, I will be, I think there's so many places that I would love to travel with them, but it's probably not going to happen because I will never, like, I won't put them down on the. I won't either. Without, yeah, that, I, I don't think I could get me to do it, you know. And unfortunately, with the size of our dogs, you can't like fit them under the seat. Exactly. So is there another option? I mean, I've heard, I think people get like letters saying to like a therapy dog or something like yeah. that. But, but I, I don't think I would do it either because I mean, although they're both really good dogs, they still do dog stuff. You know, they still get excited when they see people and yeah. they, like, you know, so I don't think um, it just wouldn't be enjoyable. Like me trying to fake it for him to be a, uh, just so I can go somewhere. I, I just wouldn't do that. No. Mm. Um, I mean, if there was this magic airline that would let us bring the dogs <laughs> and even if we had to pay, I will so do it. Cause that would be so cool. Oh, just I'd, to see I'd in pay. A plane, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the time of COVID. Now there's so many empty seats. It'd be like, I'll just throw my dog in. There. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be I'll awesome. I'll put a mask on the dog too. Yeah. Okay. No, you don't get any arguments from a dog. Um, <laughs> So speaking of flying, let's go back to a question I asked you a while ago. It's like, what's the furthest you have traveled with the dogs? Mm, I think the furthest we travel is probably our last road trip, which we, um, I, I had this written down and I don't remember, but we drove through five states and the farthest states, like the, the farther away was um, South Dakota. Wow. We went, to, we went to Badlands National Park. Is that dog friendly? Uh, it's not <laughs> what oh. I mean it, it is, but it's not, you know, you can bring your dogs and then you can only bring them to the viewpoints, you know, mm. so there, it, it, it will have a sign. So that's what we did. We kind of just drove through it. We like got down and like look at the viewpoints and stuff like that, but we didn't do any hikes in the national park because it's not dog friendly. But um, when we started the road trip, um, we, we, it wasn't in our plan to visit national parks because we know they're not a, uh, they're not dog friendly. A lot of them are not. But what we we were gonna drive through so many national parks to get to the place that we wanted to go. So we were like, oh, I mean, why not? You know, like you could at least we could say that we went and that we've right. been there. Yeah. So yeah, our Badlands National Park was our it was the far. I think that's probably the farthest we've driven. So that's and, halfway. That's and, halfway across the country. Yeah. Um. So we, yeah, we went through, so it was started in Oregon. We went to Idaho, Utah, Colorado, South Dakota, and then over to Wyoming, back to Idaho and then back home. Mm, that's a cool trip. It was really fun. I think that's, I will do it again, a hundred percent. It was so fun. From your experience, what, are the most dog friendly national parks that you've been to and or want to go to? Um, that I've been to. So the great sand grand dunes national park in Colorado, I mm -hmm. believe that's very dog friendly. You can take your, I, we didn't go. It was an or, itinerary but we actually had to cancel because it was a snowstorm so we couldn't go uh but that's uh, that as long as you keep your dogs unleashed you can have them on the dunes and that's 
I, I, re- I was really sad we didn't get to go there. So that's one that's dog friendly. Um, there's, uh, I know Yosemite National Park in California. I've never been there either, but I heard that one's a really like, there's still some things that you can do, you know, but it's like, it's one of the most dog friendly ones. From the ones that we visited, we visited uh, Arches National Park in Utah, okay. Badlands, um, Badlands uh, National Park in South Dakota, um, Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming, and Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. Yellowstone was, um, people might kill me here, but I think that was my least favorite national park. Oh, yeah. It's so big, and then I guess we just didn't spend enough time in there, you know. And there was so much to do that you could do so many things. You, I, I don't know. We just didn't. We actually, you can actually get your dogs down and see Old Faithful, which is I think the main attraction in Yellowstone. You can yeah. get down. And there's an area where you can stand with your dogs, and we were like so excited that we were able to get the dogs out of the car for that. And we went in and we sat down and waited, and we we're like, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, I'm almost happy you're saying that because as I told you before, I'm going to Jackson Hole in a couple of weeks and almost all of the roads to Yellowstone are closed in November. I had no, oh, no. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? So the only way to get into Yellowstone is by going around it through Montana and then down. It's like, that's like five and a half, six hours. So oh. I'm, a little, I'm a little bummed. Um, I mean, I'm going to Grand Teton, which is great i'll have a good time regardless but i was like what the hell <laughs> that, that that's sweet was it it's because just they just close it or is it like snow or um yeah i don't know these they, apparently they close it um starting the beginning of november um so the only entrance is through north um the, the north, north part entrance? Through, yeah that's a oh that sucks i learned See, that the hard way <laughs> yeah but i mean maybe it was just me that everybody kept talking about all faithful and i had this high expectations of it and then mm-hmm. we got there we saw it we're like oh okay well that's cool let's yeah. go yeah no i mean i get that i've seen places like that they're like oh this is great and then after like 30 minutes you're like okay yeah um, and then we didn't see any wildlife i think we were expecting because everybody was like oh you're probably gonna see so much wildlife they're driving to the park and we're like so excited to see this and then we didn't see anything what is the best coolest place you've brought the dogs that were not a national park that you'd like go back to tomorrow Mm, let's see during our trip or just in general in general just yeah just a really cool place because as you say you're inspired by like instagram posts and stuff like that so maybe what you say here will inspire people to check it out and go there themselves um so there is the uh so i really like dunes um we um i think it's so cool just to see the dogs run and there is uh some pink coral coral pink sand dunes in utah those are really cool dunes and then you can let your dog run and it's just in there the the color of the dunes is like bright orange so it's so cool to just to see him around i asked i also enjoy seeing drogan and stannis too but mostly drogan because like you know has the husky seeing him run in the snow i i enjoy that a lot mm. it, it's just like how happy he looks is just brings happiness to everybody you know mm. um and um what else during trip the week colorado was beautiful i will go back there mm like i want to go back next year because we were we were only there for like i think three days 
and uh, we didn't do as much as we wanted because we um, we so like I met I, I have met a lot of people I have met a lot of friends through Instagram like I have a lot of friends that I have met in through Instagram That's so really there cool. was yeah so we met up with some people in Colorado so we hiked with them and it was just it's just a beautiful state. I will go back a hundred percent. What other place that I will go back? Um, there's this, um, there's a Albor Desert in South Oregon. We took a trip there probably at the beginning of the year, kind of, we took like a camping trip there. And it's just this cool, just, flat like it's like you can't see anybody else you it's just so cool like you look it up and it's just it's just really cool another place that I would love to go back because we didn't really have um like a lot of time to enjoy it because it was so hot it's uh, the salt flats in Utah have you heard of those I I know what salt flats are and I didn't know there's any in Utah is that where some of your pictures are yeah I think they're those are awesome I posted one picture of Stannis with like the go- the uh, the dog, um, whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Goggles. Yeah, the goggles. Yeah, the goggles. Yeah. And then he has booties on because it was so hot. And But then mm. that place was just so cool to drive on and to see. It was because you're stepping on salt. It was just so cool. I would so love to go back there and just experience a little bit more. Like I said, it was so hot. We were probably in there only for like 15, 20 minutes stops because oh, wow. the, the dogs were just very hot. We didn't want to keep them there too long. And that's in Utah? in utah yeah yeah those i remember seeing that photo i thought it was is it the one in vegas i think there's salt flats in vegas not vegas um nevada um but yeah no that your pictures are obviously amazing i'm curious what is the most picturesque place you've been to to take photos of your dogs Ooh, that's a hard one place or place is like is there anything that comes to mind Ooh, um, I want to say more Utah is very beautiful. Uh, we've been there twice already, and I think just the contrast of um, a dog, any dog, and then uh, red rocks—that's beautiful. I love Utah. Um, yeah, I honestly. Everywhere that we like, every destination that we pick or that we go to, we pick it because we think it's going to be pretty with a picture, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, we, I think it's so hard that yeah, that's a hard question. I don't think I have like a favorite one where okay. like it's, um, I really like how lake pictures look, you know, so just like any lake or like alpine lakes, like the nice, clear blue water that's I feel like that's beautiful. Um, have you been to any of those with the pups? Yeah, uh, we actually hiked to a couple in Colorado. Okay. And that was, uh, there's, two, we did two hikes in Colorado that it took us to a lake and the water was like crystal clear. It was, it was just so beautiful. And then we have done, and we did another hike and a backpacking trip before we got Stannis with Drogon up here in Oregon. And that was so, it was so cool just yeah. to see like the blue water. Mm. I think that's really cool. I um I w- I was fortunate to go to Banff last year, 
um yeah uh is right it's like i saw people with their dogs all over the place i was like i wish my dogs were here a photo there with the pups would be incredible um obviously we can't be going to canada right right now with covid but i don't know if that's on your target list but yeah it should be it's awesome it's like one it was um i don't think it was planned for this year but it was definitely somewhere that i had i had like either like a short, even if it was a short trip, because it's not, I mean, it was kind of far. It's like a probably about like 17 hours, I think, from where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a long trip, but like, I that was like, I want to go to Banff so bad. We've been to uh, Whistler, Canada, mm-hmm. like, uh, but I mean, we did a couple hikes there, and it's beautiful there too, but definitely mm-hmm. Banff is like a whole different thing. And national parks in Canada are actually dog friendly. It's very good to know. In Canada, yeah. I've actually been to Whistler, Vancouver, Banff, like Canada's a freaking beautiful place. Yeah. Like you can't take a bad photo there. You can't, Um, no. I have two questions. I want to get to, uh, I want to ask this one first because I think the other one would be a longer answer. Um, Is there any place on the East Coast or a little further that you are either eyeing or you would love to visit? Because I know you're based on the West. I'm based on the East. So I'm just trying to get the balance. Um, See, like we don't really... um, like my husband and I were talking the other day, we would love to just take them again two weeks and mm. just drive as far east as we can. And then just just see places, you know, we don't really, I don't think I have this one state or this one place that I want to see, but I would love to travel east and just like, I think it's so cool to say like, oh, I've been to this many states with my dog. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so like I, we would love to go back to South Dakota. We would love to like kind of experience uh, North North Dakota, and then um, we, I mean Montana is not so much east, you know, but we didn't get to do Montana either. But like we would just love to travel really as far east as we can. Okay, yeah, I was curious to know if you knew something that maybe I didn't, and I I could go, <laughs> <laughs> but I do know um, it's too far for you in two weeks, but Acadia in Maine is a place I would love to go to. That's dog friendly. People bring oh, really? Acadia National Park. Yeah. So um, maybe one of these, one of these days, that'll be my two week trip. I'll go up there. Cause it's a, it'll probably take me a couple of days to get up there, but um, Maine would be a good time. Just don't really want to go in January or February. Um, so we're talking about, photography you obviously have beautiful photos would love to know are you using a camera are you using your phone what goes into taking these pictures do you do photo editing and all that stuff how does that work yeah so i like like i said at the beginning i started with just with my phone and then the more i got into instagram the more accounts i followed and the more i saw like oh look at all these beautiful pictures like i want to take pictures like that you know and um we i had a i had an older camera and then i took that camera out that i just had never really used never i wasn't into photography i was like i just wasn't into any i wasn't into any that i am now back then like this is all like i want to say when we got drove and we started a whole new life um so i started with the camera and then for christmas i asked my husband for a camera he's like all right let's go look at cameras and we, I was looking for a DSLR because that's the sort of my scanner, but that I, I don't know if it was that year or the year before mirrorless cameras came out. So they're a little bit smaller, a little bit lighter, but they're still, they're, they're great cameras. So I got my first mirrorless camera, a Sony camera. 
and I started taking pictures with that and uh, I started learning more about photography I started like getting um, more into it just wanting to capture drogon here drogon over here you know the landscape I started doing all that so once you get into photography I got into lenses you know like if every lens in the camera does a different thing and then I started getting into editing so yeah it's a whole process I will say it's a whole process um first of all like I kind of needed to teach Drogan to stay at one place when you know like I needed to tell him like, <laughs> I need your help with that I, I'm gonna need some <laughs> I needed like that was my, one of the main things he needed to know how to wait he needed to know how to stay and he needed to know how to look at the camera hmm. um uh, those are things that he we learned we both learned with just like time I guess um photography it's also that i learned like youtube videos i learned from other people i, I started watching tutorials and then i just started playing with my camera so so yeah i take the picture i like i picture something in my mind i put the dog there i take the picture take it up to my camera i edit it i edit it in Lightroom, like adobe okay. Lightroom. Yep. and then um i've gone like so if you look at my feed when i started to where i am now the photography is like it's so different. Yeah. Now I appreciate that. Cause I've dabbled in photography for quite a few years now. I do. I'm a graphic designer, so I'm, I'm always in Adobe. And yeah. Oh, okay. So knowing that you're going that far, you're taking these extra steps and have the right equipment to do all this. I appreciate that. It's yeah. everybody. I mean, these phones now are, they're fantastic. You might not even need a camera, but at the same time, like knowing you take the extra steps to do it and to do it right like that. I, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and like, there's I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing that says you have to have a good camera to take, you know, to post pictures of your dog because there's a lot of people that do with their phone and they do it great, you know. Mm-hmm. But like to me, just like I like taking pictures. I like just like messing with the settings. Messing like I really like I I love taking the pictures. I hate going through them pictures because it's not just one photo, you know, because they're not mm-hmm. going to, their dogs aren't perfect. Of course, they're going to move or it's going to be out of focus and stuff like that. So I probably take about five pictures of the same pose and then I have to go through them to make sure which one I like better. And then, then I edit them. So like the whole process, like usually like from when I take the photos, let's say if I go on a hike today, if I take the photo today, I won't go through my pictures tomorrow, today or tomorrow. I probably take a couple of days and then I go through the pictures and then I finally put them out and export them out. After I exported them, I won't edit them the same day. I edit them late, later on. Like I still have pictures from a trip that I haven't edited because I just get lazy, but it's a process, but I really enjoy that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it shows a lot of the work that goes on behind the scenes. It's not just snap a photo, pop it up there, put a filter on it and hashtag, exactly. hashtag it and you're good to go. No, you actually take the time to do it. It's a little bit of a second job. Um, I mean, I can say that I appreciate it because I enjoy the photos, the photos you take. I'm super envious of <laughs> like the places you go and what the hell. I feel like this would be an entire episode in itself. So we don't need to go down this road, but how long did it take and how i guess adamant were you on training your dogs to be good without a leash and to sit there like i that would not work for me uh so how how what was that process without going too deep into that so so yeah so like i'm gonna put this as a just remember that instagram only shows a part of our life you know like you could see my dog being the best dog on a picture but you probably didn't see that i had to chase him down because he wasn't listening um 
both of my dogs are good um with, with Drogan, uh, especially Stannis is a really good puppy. He picks up on things so fast. Mm. So he's actually been really easy. But with the husky, he's you know, huskies are stubborn. They do what they want. Mm-hmm. They listen when they want. Um, um, he's actually a calm husky, which has been like it's it's been great for us. Um, but we he knows how to stay. He knows that command stay. If I tell him to stay, he needs to stay. So I just started. Little by little, like I made him, I taught him the worst day and I took one step back. I taught him the worst day and I took three steps back, you know? So it just started like that. Actually, Drogan started picking up on the shutter of my camera. Mm. So I will put, place him somewhere. I tell him to stay and then I'll take the pictures. As soon as he will hear the camera shutter go off, he'll be like, okay, I'm done. Give oh, me a treat. Okay. Like he, he figured that out. So I actually t- had to turn off the shutter in my camera so he wouldn't <laughs> move. Um, so train like they're still not very good dogs off leash like when we go hiking i i do let them off leash but i need i i try to make sure there's no other people around you know because not everybody likes dogs i'm not gonna let my dogs go after people you know after other Mm -hmm. dogs especially we're hiking with other people that have like reactive dogs um or like dogs that don't do very well so i try to just i try to have as much control as my dogs they can we actually just sign up Drogon for training um, because he's not the best off leash like mm-hmm. he packs there's been times that he has run away and we have to like catch him and Stan has started to pick up on that so mm-hmm. we're like we can't have two bad dogs we needed we really needed to have just one dog so we just signed them up for training but they both know that if I tell them to stay they need to stay and that's I, how we take the I pictures. was wondering uh, being a husky owner myself, they have a tendency to run, and they also have a tendency to chase other animals. So, mm-hmm. have have you run into any issues like that when you're trying to grab? Yeah, a picture? yeah, yeah. Oh, well, not when grabbing at pictures because um, I think we have that um, system or that process down. So, like if I have him go up somewhere, like if I tell him to go, oh, go here, he will go and he'll stay until I take the picture, and then he'll come to me so he can get paid. For that picture you know so you give him a treat he knows a treat is coming yeah yeah okay. he knows that but okay. when we're hiking i have with it's been a couple of times where we had just taken off chasing after a squirrel taken off chasing after a deer stuff like that and luckily he's always come back i mean he's still here hmm. uh, but i i just can't keep taking that chance you know that hoping that he will come back you know so we signed them up we signed them up for e-call training because that's um I know there's a lot of there's a lot of opinions about that. Yeah. Uh, to each their own. Um, this is what we know is gonna work for Drogan, and it's like he's not a bad dog, you know. Like I would say, like he does good about ninety percent of the time, but there's mm-hmm. that ten percent that something's gonna happen and he's not gonna listen. Yeah, he's a husky. Yeah, he's a husky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get that. So you're not holding up like treats while taking photos or making whistles or any of that. So he just knows to look at the camera. He, I, I do hold treats because like, sometimes there's so much going on, mm-hmm. you know, like there's so much going on that even like he knows the command look and it mm-hmm. means to look at me uh, wherever I am. Uh, but sometimes he won't do it. So I do try to hold treats. So like, especially if I, there's sometimes that I don't need him to look at the camera. Like I have this vision on my foot that I want him to look at the horizon because he looks better that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but if I want him looking at me, I do hold the treat. I like, I put it up to snow and then I kind of back it up. So he like knows like where the treat is. Okay. Um, so there's times that I do hold a treat or I, I, 
if I want him to do something else, I have somebody else call him, like my husband call his name behind me. Okay. And so yeah, it's definitely easier to like have somebody else there to help you. For sure. Any dog owner listening to this has probably a million photos on their camera roll of the dog looking the wrong way. I know I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've tried everything. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So I was curious to know how you get the one photo with them looking right at the camera, which I get like 50% of the time. <laughs> like I say, I take like 10 pictures and then one of them they had to look. I take 50 pictures and maybe, maybe <laughs> I get one. I used to, I also turn the live photos on on my iPhone. So oh, yeah. it gives me a little bit of leeway in case, in case they look for a fraction of a second. Um, so speaking of looking, you brought up the goggles. I have to ask, where did you get those goggles? How did you know about them? Like, tell me about the goggles. Cause those are so cool. Yeah. I found them on Instagram. Like, I mean, everything else, like Instagram is, but I'm going to tag it. I'm going to tag and, that too. And they're called Rex Specs. That's their, that's the brand. Rex okay. Specs. Um, and they're, um, tailored for, I believe they're tailored for working dogs. Okay. because or like hunting dogs you know but a lot of uh what we use them for is like they both have light eyes you know and then the sun can uh, can affect their eyes especially if we're out hiking and then there's snow on the floor sun is reflecting off this of the snow you know it's gonna affect your eyes or so on the dunes like i mentioned we went to the dunes just um uh sand can go in your eyes dragons love sticking his head out the window something when it's raining you can see him just sticking his head out the window with his eyes closed because mm-hmm. he can't keep his eyes open. So we throw those on and then he's like, oh, I can open my eyes now and I can see. There definitely takes some training for them. Um, I was wondering that if they yeah. kind of fought you with that. They, they did. At the beginning, they, they did, but it just, uh, Rexpus actually has a really good like training video on how to like get him used to it. So it's, you could take the lens off and just have the like the frame on them and that helps them get used to it and then put the frame on. They have like clear frames and they have the polarized frame, which um I tend to use the polarized frames because they look cooler. <laughs> yeah, no the cool yeah, the the uh, color in the in the photos are really cool. The, the dogs look awesome with it. It's it's when you're scrolling through your Instagram page, you notice it like immediately, like, oh, these, these goggles are super cool. You can't help but like yeah. smile and laugh at that. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, they help them and they also look cool. So Yeah, they do look cool. Nice little effect. <laughs> um, what do you have planned in the future? Like what's coming up for you guys? Uh, we don't, I mean, this year is very hard to plan anything, you know? Like, That's true. So we don't true. really have much uh, plan. I, I think my main goal right now for the dogs is to get them trained. Like okay. I need them to, I mean, it was already a little bit hard just having one dog. Um, just uh, like when we will be hiking, it was just me to one dog, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now if I'm hiking by myself with two dogs, it's just so hard to keep like an eye on both of them, you know, like make sure they're not eating this, make sure they don't get into that, you know, so that's our, like, that's our main focus right now. We're like, I want to get both of them trained and just to, it's just for, to keep everybody safe, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, that's my main goal. I will love, uh, we usually do like a short trip during like December to, um, just like a short cabin trip. I don't know if that's going to happen this year just because, you know, everything that's going on. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we uh we want to go to visit family in California, so we might take that road trip down to California. So that should be fun. Um, that will be Stannis' first time in California. So, 
I look forward to those photos. Yeah, so that'll be cool. So I think that's what we have in our plate right now, just kind of getting through this year. I think like everybody else is, um, my main priority, we, we had our big road trip uh, in September, and we might have a couple more hikes here and there. I mean, when winter's coming, we do a lot of snowshoeing. We take the dog, we take, I mean, like, I know I refer a lot to just Drogon because, I mean, we just had them for so much long, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many more things that we are experiencing with Stan. It's like taking here. He experienced the snow a little bit in or, or in Colorado because there was some snow, mm-hmm. but like actually seeing him like jumping out of the snow, that's I I'm, I'm really excited for that. Speaking of snow, have you ever been to White Sands? No, I haven't. I recommend that. I, I recommend. I've been personally really? not with the dogs, but I've been and it's very dog friendly and it looks like snow. So yeah, I've seen a lot of pictures and I, I was like, oh, that looks so cool. Yeah, I highly yeah, recommend I'll put it. that on my list and check that out for sure. Because I thought one of your maybe it was your salt flats. I thought one of your photos. Where was that photo with like eight dogs? It oh, that was like, the salt flats in Utah. Oh, that's where it was. Okay, because I thought yeah. that was White Sands. No, that was the salt flats in Utah. Salt flats uh, it's in Utah. called Bonneville Salt Flats. Bonneville salt awesome, flats. awesome. Yeah. I was in Utah a couple years ago. I wish I knew because that looks freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, that is such a cool place like um my husband and I were talking after we drove off because like I said we were only there for like 20 minutes we're like even though we were only there for 20 minutes we were so glad we went because mm. it's such it's just such a cool place yeah I can, definitely recommend yeah it. yeah that looked amazing um all right so you've done a wonderful job with like the brands you use like tips and tricks behind the scenes of your Instagram account and things you do with the dogs is there any I guess, parting tips you would leave for anybody who does and or is looking to travel with their dogs? Is there any, anything to help anybody out? Um, I guess what I will say is know your dog, you know, know your dog's limitations. Like every dog is different. Every dog, you know, not all dogs like hiking. So maybe you, if you still want to take a trip with your dog, just do things that are more suitable for you and your dog. Hmm. Not every, you know, not everybody likes hiking. Not everybody likes getting dirty not everybody likes camping um like i feel like if when we started this whole life if i knew that drone wasn't enjoying it i wouldn't have kept up with it you know um just know your dog know what they like and know what they can do and they can't do mm. don't then one thing that i'm going to put out there don't just do things for the gram you know um, <laughs> don't put don't put your life at risk don't put your dog's life at risk for the gram you know for to get that picture um definitely um i mean my account if you ever need a tip send me a dm i'll be more than happy to like talk to anybody um i think um just having i want the, the one thing that we're working on is just having control of your dog that's another thing that you should really be um very focused on um pet friendly places uh yeah i think i mean i don't know what else to say is another thing that we also looked at um it's uh breed restrictions i know there's a pit bull ban in colorado so we really had to look at that before we went because stan is uh pit bull mix for the whole state you can't have a no for denver denver colorado oh wow yeah um uh if I'm not mistaken, I believe. Yeah, but I think it's Denver, Colorado. You can't. There's hmm. a pit bull restriction um, in there. So we just we just didn't even go through it just because we didn't want to risk it. But we did a lot of research, and then we made sure we asked people around. And then um, 
we didn't have to experience it or anything but i also know that in there's a place in canada that they also have uh, pitbull restrictions mm. so just like you want to make sure you don't just um do right. stuff because you see people doing it you know you want to mm. do your own research you want to make sure it whatever you don't know if whatever they're doing is legal or not you know what i mean yeah i mean i can attest to it and from this conversation obviously you can plan ahead plan ahead because <laughs> you yeah you don't know stuff like that i never would have thought breed restrictions so that's that's a good tip right there i never would have guessed that yeah and i mean i guess if you don't have a i mean i guess i think the most common breed restriction is a pit bull mm. um you know anything uh anything that comes from that breed um that thing I, I don't think there is other breed restrictions to be honest yeah um, I'm not I, positive. I don't know um so i know you said message you on the gram is that the best place to find you are there other places to find you let's tell the listeners the best way to do that yeah that's definitely the best way to find us yeah it will be at drogan the amazing pretty soon um, drogan and stannis the amazing <laughs> i'm still like i mean we have stannis for about eight months now and i still like i don't know if i really want to change like the handle yeah um, uh, i get it i get it I'm just it's kidding. just like I'm, I'm gonna this is gonna sound maybe too braggy or too entitled but that's like established brand now you know like yeah no i get it i get it i mean i had coda for over 15 years like i i don't have any kids at least as of yet but I do have a favorite child. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, it's not to say, but Drogon is like, or I mean, we lived with him for five years and that's my baby. Yeah. And I love Stannis too. I love him with all my heart. He's a great dog. Like I, we really got really lucky with him. He's, he's so lovable. He, we always say that he loves love because he wakes up and he just comes up to you because he wants to be pet. Mm. And, but I don't, I mean, as much as I love him, that's definitely Drogon has this little, a little bit more, you know? I get it. You, you, I'm sure Raven, you get it, yeah. Raven, I love you, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I think it sounds like a really good time to wrap it up. You've given me and I'm sure the listeners a lot of useful information, um, whether it's traveling with your dogs, training your dogs, using your camera, how to use your camera, like how you've created your Instagram account. There's a lot of questions that were that I had behind the scenes and you've answered a lot of them. So I really appreciate you hopping on this podcast with me. I look forward to all the cool places and photos you're going to take. It's cool to know how much work you're actually putting into that too. I, I appreciate that. So that's really cool. Um, so Melissa, thank you so much. Give Drogon to stand this a big hug for me. Um, maybe one day we'll end up meeting up at some point and I'll get the dogs. Hey, yeah, of course. But Thank you for having us. Yeah, having ab and ab absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. You can find me at the pursuit of happiness podcast on Instagram. So all the brands and the websites and links that you had mentioned during this uh, podcast, I'm going to grab from you. I'm going to list them in the, in the uh, Instagram post. Um, I'm probably gonna be buying some stuff there myself, especially with a new puppy coming to the house. So, I got to go back in time and remember how to do the training and potty training and all that stuff. So I'll be getting another rough word harness. That's for sure. But um, like I said, thanks so much again. I appreciate it. And I'll catch you, catch everyone in the next episode. Thank you.